All right, let's start this bad boy. Today is the... Uh. Uh, <laughs> That's what today is. Uh. Today is October... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling with Fetish. We are on episode 20... Blah, 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 something? I don't know. I think it's 25, 26. 26, 26 maybe. It was 26. Um, and we are back. We had a previous episode just two days ago with Sahara Huxley and Christy Etzel. That was fantastic. And it's, uh, well, by the time you hear this, obviously it's up there. Uh, but today we are um, uh, here with my lovely wife, Jacqueline. Say hello. Hi, guys. Yes. I'm exhausted. Yes. Uh, she just did a bunch of shoots today with uh, our guest, the beautiful Coco. Say hello, Coco. Hey, everybody. So, Coco is visiting us all the way from Texas. Uh, you just moved there not too long ago, mm-hmm. I believe. And uh, Coco has been doing um, modeling. I guess, I mean, you call it fetish modeling, but you've been kind of doing a specific niche for quite some time. Um, how long ago did you start? Um, I think it was 2013 or 2014. Okay, so, I started. It's, so you've, you've logged in a good four or five years so far. Actually, yeah, t- 2013 at least. And you started kind of like in uh, the Portland, Oregon area? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Northwest. <laughs> is that Portlandia? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes. So, so is it true to the show? Like, is it as weird um, as they make it seem? Some days. It depends <laughs> on what dive bar you're in. And then sometimes you do hear people <laughs> ranting and you're like, oh, stop. You're just living up to the name. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, Portland is beautiful, and um, all of Oregon, Washington—it's gorgeous place. To well, be. we have a we have a friend or two that are gonna, you know, hopefully move there. I think that's their that's their choice. They're gonna head over there, so mm-hmm. but we'll have a we'll have a chance to go check it out soon when we visit them. Um, so, just to give people a brief history of of your work, um, one of the things that you're known for, which is actually a funny story, uh, when I was told about you, I am. Um, I, you know, I say, okay, I'll do what I usually do. I'll type in your name, type in, you know, Coco plus model Mm -hmm. plus Portland or whatever, and I'll get a model page or I'll get some sort of portfolio. Mm -hmm. And you had nothing. (laughs) (laughs) There was nothing. Like you didn't fucking exist. And so, and I'm looking. Yeah. And there's a lot of Coco models out there that if you type it in, you'll get, you know, just girls that are not, they don't look anything like you. But I'm just trying to, I was like, fuck. And so I had to actually go and find somebody who had some of your videos and go like, can I vid cap some stuff off of that and, and put some pictures up? Because I can't get customs if people don't know what you look like. But... I have leveled up on stealth mode. Yes. Sure. Very mm-hmm. fucking like. impressive. <laughs> but the thing... But but on top of that, the thing that's really impressive is that when I put up your name anyway, you know, people started just contacting me. Like, I know exactly who that is. And I'm like, well, I haven't even put up any pictures yet. Yeah, but I know who she is. She's, yep. She does stuff... Where she gets <laughs> choked out, or you know, murdered, or she's been <laughs> shot, and she's not like, oh yeah, that is her. Uh-huh. And so, uh, so people just knew the people that did know you. Uh, you were they were heavy fans. It was oh. very intense. Oh, and, thank huh? you guys for being such heavy fans. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly. I'm gonna bring this close. You're so, you speak so lightly. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, so, so tell us, um, you know, how did you get started in, in this biz? I think we talked about it a little bit, just yeah. a bit privately, but uh, I'm sure the fans would love to know. Yeah, um, well, so I actually found um, the ad. Um, well, I guess I should say Portland has, like, the most strip clubs per capita, I think, or did at one time. I, don't know if they I think still Atlanta might thing. have them beat. I know, right? <laughs> Probably by now. But at some time. Anyway, I found a little um, magazine in one of the um, dance clubs, and um, 
I found an ad for fetish modeling. So I actually myself went out and found the producer. Um, and I can't remember how I first contacted him, but I remember going to his house in the evening and just kind of showing up. And um, I was looking to sort of investigate what this whole situation was about. Was he that was, that was his shooting what, base? What was he doing? That, yeah. That's where he shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is he doing? And um, so I asked him, you know, okay, so what, you know, what's the deal here? And I had no idea about how to do any of this at all. And um, he was like, okay, so let me show you. We'll just set up a little scenario where we have a group of females who are going to be shot up by this mafia guy, this badass warlord Mm -hmm. dude and i don't know um so we all pretended to die and was it um, a machine gun video yeah it was one of the yeah it was like an old yeah yeah so you had to do the whole like getting riddled with bullets and the whole dancing i don't know that he made me get riddled with bullets right off the bat i think he had me shot like three or four times but i remember just sort of like just thinking, like, this is the silliest thing I've ever done in my life, and how easy it was, and it, how much it reminded me of, like, being a little kid and playing cowboy in Indians. Mm-hmm. And um, I totally, I thought it was hilarious that people would get paid to do something like this. <laughs> and I was like, this is so cool. I'm totally going to, like, start doing this again. So I'm oh, no, you're good. I, I was gonna... um, and so... Yeah, that was my introduction. Just kind of, literally, just like off the walked in. I'm a I'm a walk in mm-hmm. fetish model. <laughs> I was like right off the street. I just was like, hey, what are oh, you doing? Care, so <laughs> what are you guys? So doing? you had no, but that, that's kind of a cool What's thing this? though. Like what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I've had I models come this? in, uh, you know, just told that they were going to wrestle and they would kind of get wide eyed mm. and like, wait, really? Okay, you have to fight somebody? And wait, what kind of fighting is it? Clearly, they, they were never pirate queens in the first grade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this was just fighting. This is just fake wrestling. And I had one girl who a friend brought her. You wrestled her, actually, Saya. Mm-hmm. When Saya first came here, she. Um, she was not really told what she was here to do. Mm-hmm. So when here I am going like, oh yeah, put on a bikini and you're going to fight your friend. I mean, sure. she thought it was like, this is like, like a fight club kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and she, uh, but. Did she actually like throw any real punches? No, 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 no. She was very cool about it. But in, later on she told me, she's like, I was kind of freaked out because I was, mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was getting into here. I'm in someone else's it. house. But it's kind of refreshing, uh to see your point of view you just came in and you weren't like wait I'm gonna get murdered are you some kind of fucking freak and instead you were just like no this is fun if it's just role play you know yeah um, playing cops and robbers absolutely Um, yeah I just remember like it was it was really funny because I instantly was just like this is I used to do this when I was a kid like you know we would we would be playing FBI and then somebody would shoot someone else and you're like, oh, you have the really good death and then you have to stay on the, we talked about that, we used to stay on the ground and like if you got up before the game was over, the other little kids who were still like hunting would get really mad at you. <laughs> you're like, you're no, ruining you the vibe, stay dude. Down on the ground, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so I, I was totally into it. I was like, this is hilarious. So you've been it. training for this your whole life. I <laughs> <laughs> <found> my calling. <laughs> no, it, it was so much fun. Um, I honestly remember, so the first scene was this mafia thing, um, and it was super goofy. I mean, I just totally, I had, I think it was in college, but I... Um, I don't know. I I didn't have any friends from the side of town that I went to, so it was like meeting new people 
And um, the second scene I remember doing, the very first one I've ever done by myself, was the shower scene. Um, Same company? Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, I don't know if this video is still out there, but it like pretty sure it was like my favorite video still that I've ever done like the most fun and the one this the second one was really the one that sold me on the this job was um I think I was I'm pretty sure I was stabbed and it was they we used a lot of fake blood mm-hmm. so it was kind of like a psycho thing but I just like basically like flailed and thrashed and like um you know died very violently with a lot of fake blood on the inside of the shower we just like wrecked the bathroom like wrecked the bathtub Mm. ended up like sprawled over the side of the bathtub and just like you know eyes open tongue out like i think um just you know dead and it was so cool like (laughs) that's when i realized it was like this is more than just um sort of telling the story is like even just this one scene where you just die like you can tell the story in your death like it's sort of like death is like this journey that you can kind of turn it into its own little story in that moment and so um you can like show a lot of emotion just with just me in the shower like you know there's so much to to say and so much to tell when you're just like dying and it's just you you don't Mm -hmm. really even necessarily need all of the extra um, dialogue or the costumery, like you know, whatever the costumes, and so that was, um, I think, I think that was a big moment for me. And it was like the second one I ever did, and I was like, This is so, I gotta do this. It this was really is a cool. weird question, but like, mm-hmm. did they teach you how to die, or did they just let you like go for it and like you uh, were just a natural? Oh, it's been so long, <laughs> uh, you know. I, um, I had a lot of teaching um I can't remember that um I think he did really coach me like a lot like I think he coached me a lot in like what emotions I might be feeling or just kind of I I think it was a mixture of both Mm -hmm. really it was Mm -hmm. sort of like a lot of coaching a lot of like um a lot of direction but then also there were times when I was just like this is the way that I'm gonna like this is the way I'm gonna flop my wrist or this is the this is the face this is the emotion that's gonna come out like so I think it was a little bit of both where Mm -hmm. I was kind of like playing a little bit and experimenting but also really like really wanted to follow direction closely I don't know if that answers your question at all (laughs) sorry I I know what she like I know like what she was I think it's like how much of the how much of your final performance was like you know, some guy going like, "I want you to do this, and sure. this, do this with your eyes, do this mm-hmm. with your hands," or how much of it, how much did they leave up to you? Yeah, and it looks like a lot of it was left up to you, which is I think you've developed a very specific awesome. style too, because like the way that you were, the first sh- shoot we did with you was just a choke out thing, but the yeah. way that you were moving, the way that your eyes looked, now that I've seen the footage, you know, you have a very specific sort of skills. <laughs> <laughs> what like is the opposite? <laughs> Like your eyes look bulging and like you're doing these little like turns yeah. and twitches and it was like and I remember it's like yeah. seeing some of your clips and I'm like that's a very it's mostly one of your trademarks. I think that the red face, eyes bulging, like blood vessels popping is very much like Belle Fatale, Chris Corner, like the 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 guy who trained me, like name mm-hmm. drop. So, <laughs> um, but like the, those are people who um, like they kind of. Um, showed me how to um, 
that by example and I, I don't know just kind of it's when you're around people they give you a sense of what they're doing yeah and so sometimes it's not exactly specific instructions but they can di- like show you in different ways how to do things so mm-hmm. it's not always verbal yeah <laughs> yeah but that's that's good though I mean uh, and that's a very rare your path so far uh, has been different from a lot of the the other models we've talked to because it's usually like uh, oh I did this I got into foot fetish modeling or it was something kind of basic and then you mm-hmm. worked your way up from there and then maybe later on you get a wild hair up your ass and you're like I'm gonna try necro mm-hmm. and in this case you jumped in with like both feet you're like this yeah. is the first thing you ever did was I'm gonna get shot or murdered or you know or just stabbed or mm-hmm. whatever um, nothing was funner than that bathtub scene with mm-hmm. like fake blood everywhere I was like I don't even know why. Like I, you know, it was so. It's probably because cool. the the prop helps. Like, yeah. The blood and... It was like so just very really great for your imagination. Like what would I do if I was in this situation? What would I be <laughs> feeling? Who would I be? Like what would I want? What would I be regretting? Like all of the stuff. So it was really cool. I thought See, it was a lot of fun. And some models would just be like. Why does this guy want to film me pretending mm-hmm. against them? Mm-hmm. You know? I don't get it. And you were <laughs> the fact that you kind of leapt into it and started analyzing it and trying to figure out how to do the best. You know, that's that's a that's a good indicator of your your you know your talent as a model as as time went by. Um, but so well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say that um, Coco and I have that in common, mm-hmm. which is um, you know my first fetish video was Necro. And I heard about it through another model friend uh, that I that I met on a photo shoot, and my my girlfriend was doing the uh, the makeup for a DVD cover, and she was one of the models, and like we hit it off, and she like asked me to do this shoot, and she was just like, yeah, this guy you know hires you for like a couple of days at a time, and we do all these scenarios where uh, you know you're pretending to be. You know, you have a character and you have a, a script and there's like, you know, scripted dialogue and this whole thing and like very like femme fatale, film noir stuff. And I was just like, like, what? I, I can't do that. Like at the time I was just like a model and I was just like doing photography modeling. And I was like, I can't do that. I'm just a model. I'm not an actress. But like she made it sound like so cool and I really liked her. And I was like, I'm just going to try it. And that was the first time ever doing any sort of video fetish work before. Mm. And, like, we did strangulation scenes. Mm. I got riddled with bullets. Oh, you know, you like, <laughs> the, yep. You see that, like, little shimmy. The, the, <laughs> it's the booby. Yeah, yeah, the booby yeah. dance. You're like... <laughs> if you can see us now, what we're doing. <laughs> I think they so got. Great. I think I think they got. This. <laughs> <laughs> but oh but I I don't know. Like um, I kind of like dove into it. Like I guess head first, and I love. Like I I definitely have like a very dark, twisted sense of humor and a darker side. Did you ever like to start laughing? Because like we do that all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the damn time. And that's why like I loved it because it was so much fun. Because yeah. like we were just like a bunch yeah. of goons, just like yeah. having a blast. Like you know laughing and giggling at everything but like they were very serious films mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i did love like at the end of all of his videos he would put the outtakes at the end and i was just like yeah that's great that's important yeah. i think that's that's a huge thing when it comes to to combat and also the death fetish stuff is like to put you know outtakes because yeah. it's like yes we're rec- we're creating this particular fetish that's that very much is 
specific in terms of like this is death uh mm-hmm. but at the end in the end like jackie says it's just like it's a bunch of goons hanging together and 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 cracking jokes and you know laughing in mid take and and just having a good time taking breaks and that's kind of how it is but like the fact that once again that's your first step into it is pretty pretty cool and mm-hmm. you built a name for yourself you know doing uh work for i think you said it was chris corner mm-hmm. Uh, any other companies you want to plug? Or? Oh, I wasn't trying to plug anyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just... That I mean, you don't it. have to. Um, and I'm kind of a funny bird. I like... I, um, you know, I, um, I'm quiet. And so I wasn't like trying to jump out and work for 15 companies. I just was like, oh, look at this. Okay, what are we doing now? And then, mm. and like I was gonna say earlier, every script that is presented to you is in a different idea that is presented to you through the person who wrote it, who has a whatever desire or imagination or fantasy. And so they're presenting an idea for you to explore, and that's always like to bring to life. Um, yeah. yeah to, well, yeah. I don't know that I could have like I don't know like that. That's always a success, <laughs> but um. To explore for sure, at least, yeah. and um, um, so sometimes it's just kind of um, you kind of have to be in the right mindset for the, for it to turn out really well, mm-hmm. where you have to be sort of ready and open, and then of course we all have days where we're just kind of like eh, it's work or eh, like just distracted, and sometimes I you know you I regret I've regretted days like that where I'm just like wow this was um, you know not the best work I could have put out or it was just something that was so new for me that I was just trying to like figure out how to do really basic stuff and I didn't even get to the part where I could think about the underlying issues but um I was gonna say uh you have like experience with the death scene um what did you think about because I remember like there was a there's a transition where you do the death scene, but then there's also, like, Necro is actually where you are the dead girl, and then things are, you know, um, the, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> so well, you can, you can speak freely on this okay. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, like, it, there's kind of, it's there's one thing to roleplay dying, and then when you are playing the dead girl, that's also kind of an interesting experience, but did any of the films that you did like you started out doing um were they necro or were they just like death you mean fetish? like uh are you talking corpse about corpse fucking or? yeah okay <laughs> yeah that's not mince words <laughs> that was beautifully done by the way you're like you know with a dead girl things might be put inside of you well i don't know it's just weird <laughs> um well, you so like I, tiptoed like a motherfucker. No, that was really like a cute. Fucking ballerina. That was awesome. <laughs> that was yeah, that was adorable. Um, so yeah, so I don't really do like any kind of like explicit adult stuff. Not that I have anything against it, but sure. um, you know, as far as like I guess like after death stuff that would happen, it would be mm-hmm. like you know like I guess like the body being repositioned or. Like fondling and stuff like that, and it, it ragdoll, right? Like, yeah, or it's not ragdoll. Yeah, ragdoll, corpse. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess before rigor mortis sets in. Yeah, it's still a ragdoll, I guess. No, I, I only, <laughs> I've never, I've like just, I've done sim as well. Mm-hmm. Well, just sim and ragdolling and everything. But it was kind of interesting, like realizing, like this is for the fans that this don't, is the for the fetish. fans that don't know what that means. It's simulated uh, sex, correct? Mm-hmm. With a 
dead girl. Well, yeah. yeah so, yeah. 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 There's a guy um, out there. There's going to be one dude out like, the, the Sims? The Sims? I love that game. Show me something. They snap your neck and then you just get online. Dude, there is so many, there's so much messed up stuff that you can do. Like, to the people on that game. Oh, we know. So <laughs> oh, oh, and on The Sims, yeah. There's some fucked up things. shit. Way worse than anything I've ever had to do. I've come close to playing it just to... Like, to because you die... Strike, yeah. Lightning strikes. <laughs> if you die there, you become a ghost. and like Yeah, it, yeah and you can trap your ghost and just like literally trap someone in the afterlife into mm-hmm. a horrible existence. Because everyone stopped <laughs> looking at The Sims for a while. Like, everyone just stopped looking. So all the programmers and shit were like, let's fuck. Let's just do some fucked up shit. And oh it, it, it's still there. I'm actually very... I've come close to buying it. But I, I, I would, that would be a time vampire. You can YouTube it. I'm pretty sure. You can just, like, find the most... Like, you think that stuff we've had to see is bad. Just go YouTube The Sims game. Uh, I'd have to do that. So, let's... So, let me... Uh, we'll go back to the to the track we were on. So, you so you started working with, with these companies sure. out there. But you pretty much stuck with them because you had no desire to really travel at the time. Mm, I was in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you wanted to, like create your own you know finish school mm-hmm. uh you know delve into your career and now we're at mm-hmm. the point where our paths have crossed yeah which is fantastic i definitely and... got out of my box <laughs> <laughs> is that like at that thing like yeah. <laughs> exactly uh and our friend um our, our friend sin sage uh who we've known for a long time uh she uh she contacted me and she was like oh my god i just Work with this girl named Coco, and she's you... like, "Oh my god, you guys! Yeah, you totally have to work with this she's girl. She's the best. She is. She's like, oh, if we're gonna do it, yeah. If we're gonna we do love it. her to death <laughs> and beyond. If we're gonna do it, yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna do it in her voice, she's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you totally you guys." You got, oh my god, there's this girl Coco, you guys. Oh my god. She's so fucking sweet. And she's so fucking cool. She's fucking incredible. She's fucking cra- Oh my god. And she's hot. And she's fucking hot. Fuck. Uh, she, she throws and more. She's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> she's got that soul, man. Yeah. She's got soul, dude. She's like, yeah. she's like, trust me. Fucking just hire her. <laughs> Oh, and I, I do trust her, right? I trust her judgment. She's amazing. Um, I love her because she can use great. the word fucking before a sentence. So it's more like, it, it takes skill to do that. It's just like, <laughs> it's, a it's like, hey man, you want me to pick you up anything from the store? It's like, fucking, <laughs> just get me some shit. <laughs> like, that's your intro to the sentence. It's just like, fucking. Fucking. Like, this is going to be a great time. Whatever she's about to say next. <laughs> it's like, you want to oh make some God. coffee? <laughs> as long as we have almond milk, you know. But anyway, oh so she she really vehemently said like you know you need to hire this girl, <laughs> and uh, and I had heard of you from time to time. People were like, oh, you should hire this girl in Coco, but I think she only does death stuff. And uh, and well, and then of course people were like, I have no idea where she is because no one knew. <laughs> but no one knew where you were. Uh, you oh, didn't have a portfolio. You yes. didn't have like an online yes. thing. So I was just like, one day maybe we shall cross paths, and so. Uh, thanks to Sin Sage, we we talked a bit, and then um, she was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> she was the best, dude. She was so cool. Yeah, I was how was that working with her? Did you meet her? What, what well, company was that? First, was it Chris oh, it was the same. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was the same. And um, I, like way out in the north, like in the lake. There was just, like, trees everywhere, and it was such a beautiful environment. And, like, she, like, had this map of America, 
And she just like showed me like all these spots that they were traveling to, and mm-hmm. I was like, in the van. This is literally the <laughs> life that I want to live. Like it was so cool because I've been like stuck in one place, like you know, in school, in the library, like totally boring life. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. <laughs> you know, she's, she's just very inspirational. So free. Yeah, and so her husband's a fucking badass. He's so oh, great. He's so and, cool. Uh, he's so chill. So much fun hanging out with them. Well, we um, just literally spent a, a, a week with them in Chicago doing the Rye yeah. Fest. Okay. Um, and that's when kind of that's when she was just like fucking. Fuck <laughs> but fucking uh, Yeah. But the great thing was like I go. I've heard that name. I he remind me what she looks like. And so she's like, I think I have a picture on my phone. So I'm like, yeah, give me a second. And I come at the grocery store and I get a picture. And she's like, yeah, this is her. And it's you. And I think you were topless. But there's like a fucking bag on your face. Like yeah. someone's bagging you to death. It was probably her. And it's a picture of you just bagging your face. And I think you had the desk there kind of fixed. Sure. And that was, the, it was a cropped a little bit. So it was yeah. just like, I go, yeah. Getting I, back. Can, I can't remember what she looked like. Can you send me a picture? And it's just fucking shot <laughs> And I was like, that doesn't really help me at all. <laughs> like maybe if she was crossing the street while getting bagged, I might yeah. recognize this girl. <laughs> maybe. At least I can point out like a landmark. But... Uh, <laughs> There's but, an in and out on yeah. the corner. Okay, <laughs> I just sent her a picture of us doing a Understand. podcast. She sent a little purple heart. Um, <laughs> thank you, Sin. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so we, you know, we, we ended up crossing paths, and then we uh, we did set you up to come down, and mm-hmm. uh, thankfully it all worked out. Uh, and it, I, I think you've had a good time so far because we've had a blast with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. I it's so pleasant here, and I had no idea. I've never been down here to mm-hmm. this beautiful area, and it's I Atlanta. love it. I love it. It's beautiful here. Yeah. How's your experience been so far doing the... Because this is stepping out of like your comfort zone a little bit. Like doing yeah. the wrestling stuff, the sleepy stuff. Oh. That's not, I mean, to a degree. Yeah. It's not too far away. But. Yeah. No, I am um, I understand that um, every single producer has a different style. And every... Like every genre has a different style. Mm-hmm. And so there's no... Like it's, it's really easy to fall back on your comfort zone and to feel confident in what you've been doing over and over and over again, but that is the very reason to get out of that thing Mm -hmm. and to go and, like, learn a new thing. So it's sort of, you know, just... I feel happy and privileged to be able to learn a new style, yeah. basically. Yeah, very You got to work with some it. amazing people. Yeah, it's you a know. breath of fresh air. You got to work with mm-hmm. Jacqueline. You got to work with Sumiko with... Uh, mm-hmm. Wonderful. Sumiko's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Sumiko, we were texting earlier, and she was like, that girl's great. Like, she's it, so cool. You can get her to come back. And I'm yeah. just like, she said the same thing about you. Like, yeah. you know, golden people. It's just like, mm. you know that when you shoot with them, you're going to you're gonna get mm-hmm. really good results. And so, and we still have more shoots to do, but so far what I've looked at, I'm just like, this is really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and you know, I mean, we say that about, obviously all of our models, we love them, but like you really have brought like your own flavor to, you know, to the sites and, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been, been really fun. But um, so what's interesting about you is that, you know, you, um, you're kind of at the beginning of your journey. Yeah. As a model, because like I said, you, you, you were telling me that you had, uh, stayed in Portland because of your school because mm-hmm. of you know you were setting up your career and now you've moved out to uh, Texas and you're uh, you're just you know you're thinking of maybe pursuing this more or no yeah. oh yeah um, mm-hmm. I think 
Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like I've opened up just meeting you guys and like seeing what's out there. And if there is more opportunity presented to me, I will take it. And I'm very excited about that. Um, and I feel like there's always so much to learn. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know a lot of people do this for a very long time. And so in that res- respect, I do feel very kind of young because I've been limit like in a little spot mm-hmm. and just stayed in my little spot, did my thing. Um, but um, I know that the more people I work with, the more I'll learn. And I know like there's more people around here. So I don't know. I feel like I opened up my world a little bit. Yeah. I'm happy about it. Yeah, we kind of we kind of <laughs> kept it to our yeah we kind of kept you to ourselves this time. Yeah. But there's so yep, many producers totally. here in Atlanta that are you could yeah. do a full week here and and you would yeah. do two or three days with like people like Addie Juniper or, or mm. actually she goes by Ray Fett now and like mm. uh, Scott Torvey. Well, I know Sahara. So, I worked with oh, yeah, her up yeah. in Everett. Washington. She had a blast here. Oh my she's god, she's the best. Dude. We just she's fed so her cool. fed her women. We're like here you go. Yes. <laughs> she's amazing. Nom, 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 nom. Oh my god! The shit she was saying in the last podcast. Oh, oh my god! So awesome. She was just leaning into the microphone and just threatening people. Good. Like, Here's my so phone number. Call me. <laughs> See what happens. Give the people what they. Because think about it. Let's say you're a stalker and you stalk her. I think that's a bad idea. That's a bad target to have. Stalk anybody. It's better to stalk anybody. But stalking Sahara. Yeah. She's not afraid of you. I know. Or anyone. No, I was telling right. you that we went out um, to breakfast when we were doing a two-day um, two day shoot, and um, she was really happy with the environment up in the Northwest, and I was, like, super stoked to, like, be there with her, like, you know, kind of on a vacation. I was yeah. like, yes, I'm so happy that, like, you know, you're enjoying this, and, like, it makes me kind of feel really happy to be here too because it's exciting to sort of be in a refreshing environment um and it's it was exciting to like see how pretty everything was up there because mm. i had only been up there one other time as well um but i loved working with her and i i kind of want to go like see her set in her neck of the woods too i think we're gonna like go to st pete maybe if we go to st pete for uh for fetish con next year we'll yeah. go a couple days earlier and just shoot at her warehouse hell yeah if she'll have us <laughs> that yeah we had uh, she had such a good time here and christy had sold as well big shout out to her because she was amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. um she's always amazing uh but another thing i wanted to mention these are all mental notes i was i was trying to kind of keep in my head while you guys were doing your last epic shoot what how was that by the way so that was a we pov laughed our faces off. i can hear it <laughs> but you guys so just for the fans listening this was a like 40 minute no, it, it, wait, wait, came out- it came out to 50 minutes but initially, the guy was aiming for 40, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was aiming for, like, 30 to 40 minutes. That's usually what they, they run. <laughs> he always writes a script. It has two parts, um, and it's, it's like, super epic. And, um, you know, we shot everything, gave him everything that he wanted, and uh, it came out to a 50-minute video. But so, I'm curious if this guy, this is your POV guy, like... He's the Contacts only... you constantly. Like, you're, this is your... Like, you know this client. So he's the only customer I have that requests uh, point of view customs for okay. me. Okay. I have one other guy that would... He used to, but not anymore, because I don't really shoot this type of stuff, but he wanted to do point of view movies where the girl is, like, attacking the camera. Hmm. 
and like beating down the camera, and that's oh. that's so fun. a lot of like shaky like punch right into the right into the lens, yeah, and, like, shake and, and I'm all like woozy, and I'm the one like you know falling to the floor. It's almost like a video game. It's like yeah, 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 and those those are fun, but like they just don't sell so. for me. Um, sure. So I was just kind of doing them because I like to do them, um, sure. and. Uh, yeah, so he's my only other customer that I do POV video videos mm-hmm. for, um, and they're always epic, and I I love them because like they're challenging, um, in the right kind of way mm-hmm. because you know there's a lot of setup, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different elements that go into it. Like granted, um, when I'm accepting a script from him. I know that, like, you know, I have to be working with the right girl that has the knack for, like, doing all of the little, like, idiosyncrasies. That he's looking for. That he's looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah, so. It's such a cool business, because really it is, everything is just, like, searching for a little this here mm-hmm. and the details. It's really kind of cool. It's all in the details. I love it. I love it. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all about the details. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I guess... It sounds I, like you guys had a blast. It's a feminine it. thing. Oh my god, I had so much fun. <laughs> like, it took us, I think it took us, like, three hours to shoot. But it was... I had a few moments where we went over the script about 15 bazillion times. And then it was like, I'm still not doing what we just talked about. <laughs> no, but, like... But, but we made it work. We made it work, We made it work, because, like, we just, like, fed off each other, and then, like, I would do something, and you'd be like, and then you would get it, and be like, oh, shit, I gotta do this, and I was like, oh, shit, she's doing this, so I gotta do this, and, like, it just fucking worked out perfectly. It's like, if if we didn't do it in the order in which he described, we did it eventually. So it was, like, this beautiful masterpiece. Chemistry is powerful. It's a journey. Chemistry is powerful. Um, Uh, But I'm excited. Like, it's, it's, it's gonna be great, so... Um, yeah, coming to a uh, velvetsfantasy.com. <laughs> coming <near>. to a <laughs> coming to Somewhere. a computer near you. <laughs> coming near a computer near you. Oh, um, no, <laughs> uh, but no. So uh, moving on, there's this uh, another thing I noticed is like you have an interesting persona in that, like when I first started speaking to you, uh, just just hanging out. Uh, you, I don't know, because you, you work like in a very, like I'm not going to name what you're, sure. what you do for a living, but you, it's a very much, uh, it's a very, um, how do I put this, like it's organizational, life. like oh. very much like computer based, like, you know, yeah, it's like an office, like an office based, yeah, job. And, but at the same very, time, it's like the most boring office position that yeah. you could get. But at the same time, like <laughs> if someone meets you on the street, I'm sure they'd be like, okay, she's kind of like a vanilla girl. Who... People make comedy movies about how boring my office job is. <laughs> <laughs> Working not too fast. That's but, what I believe it. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. Oh, but, uh, but you, uh, but at the same time, you know, there's, this part of you that finds this kind of work fascinating and sure. uh and at the same time like or even more so so that's one of the things that we love to talk about here at the podcast is like the parts of your own persona that that click with the the material mm-hmm. so uh, my question is my question to a lot of other models that we talked to has always been like when you know is there any part of you that that your own personal kinks bleed into this totally. or has there been that's the first part. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is, you know, something that you've shot that sparked something else where you're like, oh, this is really cool too. I think this is something that, that I dig. But yeah, how does that, because I feel like you're really emotionally tied into a lot of the stuff that you shoot. Yeah. Um, well, I would say, um, 
That is the whole. That's uh, okay. That's hard question. <laughs> Sorry, I come up. I, I do no, this. No, it's cool. Let's put the spotlight on her. Right, do it. Sing into a train. Sing right into that train. <laughs> um, I definitely discovered things along the way where I was like, oh, this is, and I think that's part of like anything that you do. This is the whole part of the experiment of life, the exploration of like breathing another breath every single day as you discover what another piece to yourself right and so with doing a lot of films I would discover like I really thought that I could take this and I don't like it at all mm. and then there's other parts to it where I was like oh my gosh I really like that you know so um and then a lot of things just give you more questions as well so as far as my own fetishes kind of bleeding into it I think that I wouldn't say I'm super solid on any one particular fetish, but I like. Um, it's very common, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, I like the idea of rope play, mm-hmm. which I learned on sets because of how relaxing it is to have something just sort of like secure you. And I call it forced yoga. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although in yoga class, it's so brutal. Not at mm-hmm. all. like Bikram yoga, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, Throw some rope into a Bikram class. Oh my gosh! Uh, I might fall asleep <laughs> oh and <God>. transcend. <laughs> and just, just keep an ambulance. Out. <laughs> That's where we go. Um, and so, um, yeah. So with with that, um, that was the, kind of another thing. Is like, especially with doing necro. If you're playing dead, you have a lot of time to think, <laughs> and it's kind of funny because. Um, I've, I worked with other models with superheroine where they would talk about um, girls who were so, they had so much personality that I thought, well, surely, you know, this is just a joke to them and this is does nothing for them. They're just here to sort of, you know, get paid or yeah, whatever. And, but then they would say, like one of them said, um, this is like so cathartic for me, basically, is what she said. Like, this, I'm just letting out so much stress mm-hmm. doing these fights, right? And I kind of realized, like, okay, I'm not the only one who feels like maybe I can't um, let out some of this stress in this way or whatever. Like, this um, this kind of expression. Like, it's an expression. Like, who gets into a fight willingly? Probably nobody, hopefully. <laughs> right? But I mean, like, there's people out there who we go and we look kind of, for fights. So. Sure. We, we'll react it out. And it's kind of, like, new and it's exciting. And so you kind of release, I think, some things that you wouldn't release anywhere else. So that's an experience. And then with other things, like like I said, like playing dead, like there's kind of a thing where I would just think. And I had quiet, it's almost like I had quiet time to myself. Um, and so sometimes it wouldn't be necessarily like it's a kink that's being played out, but yeah. it would be kind of like this experience really um, helps me kind of like chill out Mm -hmm. I don't know or or it contributes it contributes to my emotional experience in a way that nothing else would well one of the things we always discuss here Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. on the podcast and it's still kind of hard to nail down is is the dichotomy of of, I want to say dichotomy that's a bad word for it but just the fact that like between the male and female gender there's a very interesting uh, take on fetish whereas you know um the main, I mean, a lot, a lot, most of the people that I, I'm sure that we shoot for are are men. Um, so there's a lot of like very concrete fetishes and kinks that they can point to and say, okay, this is how this happened. This is when this developed. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of women that I've spoken to, it's more vague. It's more like uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of like you know define. Mm-hmm. 
And so I always ask. Well, we have so many associations in our brain emotionally. Yeah. So we, I always, yeah, it's not like a one. It's not a one track thing. It's like well, if I feel this, it's associated with fifteen other things, and then like this ties in, and I can't really explain why that makes me so happy. Limit our complex creatures. Yeah, I don't know. That's why we, we love about you. A little different. <laughs> no, but so so, so is there anything that is there anything in your own youth or just as you came up that you felt was a private? And you, I mean, obviously, sure. like a kink that oh, you, yeah. it, oh, even if it gosh. hasn't been explored via yeah. video, but it's always interesting to me because like. Yeah. Once again, when it comes to men and you talk to them and you get them to open up about their kinks, it's very solid. It's like, oh, I like this because of this, and this happened in 1925 yeah. or 1968, and this yeah, is, yeah. yeah, and I'm kind of curious. Okay, so you want to talk about my childhood? I mean, not your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about this my This isn't like a, like a psychiatrist. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Talk I grew to up me about your you. No, you want to. <laughs> I grew up so religious. and um, I know Oh, you did tell me that. Super religious, yep. Yeah. Um, and so I had a, um, I had some stuff going on with my mom had some mental issues and I had a single mom. You raised Pentecostal, I think you told mm -hmm, me, correct? Pentecostal. That's intense. There's a few other people who raised Pentecostal. I think Katy Perry might have been raised Pentecostal. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. She turned out okay. She turned out. Yeah, she's totally normal. She, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Pentecostalism is um, definitely a unique thing. Um, it, I had one experience. That, okay, I'll be so like fucking honest with you right now, and it's whatever. Um, I had a mother who would make me put on um, not corsets, but they're like like girdles. Do you know what that is? Yeah. It's like a super tight thing and pantyhose yeah. mm -hmm. because we were. Like, so I actually grew up wearing pantyhose since I was like 11 or maybe 10 years old. Was the just purpose kind of, to just cover you up more? Oh, yeah. Like, it was all okay. about covering up. Sometimes, she, yeah. So I had, um, I mean, I don't want to expose myself too much, but I had I had a very constricted upbringing. Um, lots of rules, lots of, you know, you wear this. You, and I've, I've had to change outfits before leaving the house. Mm -hmm. You know, think Carrie, like the movie. And then just like... But no high school killing. <laughs> you didn't get to have you didn't get to, that to have that stuff. fun like just, uh, just telekinesis porn. thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, um, but like so I had this experience with this woman who was my mother and she definitely kind of introduced like that really like this constricted lifestyle that I didn't know how to deal with at the time. And so sometimes when I would do some of my films I felt kind of like funny. I was like, I was like, this is a big deal for maybe other people, but like I've worn pantyhose for so long, like I, I kind of hate them. <laughs> like I also, <laughs> like you know, they're just it's whatever. But some girls wouldn't even know how to put them on, and I was like, wow, I. I You're like, come here for a second. I don't know. It's just so it's so silly. So <clears throat> I would say that. Um, um, some of the constriction and the, the these the, like the constriction and the idea of um, how how to deal with that uh, either through expressing violence or expressing um, just a repeat of that I don't know like bondage or I I don't know I just understand that like there are some things that come out and you don't always understand why or how they're going to come out but when they do you kind of try to understand like 
like this is part of someone's life experience so i'm not it's going very, to shut know, my bah. mind off to that i'm just going to try to see if i can work with it you it's know, a very interesting a it's yeah. a very interesting connection though mm-hmm. i mean uh especially dealing with what you've shot in the past and mm-hmm. one of the things that's just uh, interesting to me is like you didn't you didn't choose that particular kind of fetish to start with. You didn't say no. like, "Hey, I'm looking." You know, I'm you know, 20 years old. I'm looking for a death fetish. Yeah. It just happened to be the first thing that you no to shoot. No, no, no. That's true. But um, f- for sure, I feel like with with life and with the, like that particular experience, like with growing up being so constricted. Sometimes in real life, things happen to you. Mm-hmm. And well, this is the way I feel. I shouldn't say you. I should say me. Things have happened to me that um, I felt like there's there's no sense in being afraid of pretending to do something when it's never going to be as bad as the real thing. And yeah. sometimes the real thing, um, pretending to do something can help you un- a little understand what happened. Yeah, because role a play is, is a tool yeah. that's used uh, in a lot of psychological, sure. uh, you know, situations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I think that that kind of came out with like... Um, I don't know, with the constriction, the constriction of my childhood made me open as an adult mm-hmm. to want to understand everything. Did you feel... That makes sense. So do you think that you are rebelling in a sense? Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, How long until you finally got to break out of that shell? I was 21 when I left that religion and mm-hmm. that whole um, organization. It was about. Were you very complacent? Did you did you just kind of like say like okay, I follow, I'm gonna follow all the rules. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you didn't ever rebel while you were neck deep in it. It wasn't no. until you left that you were like, all right, fuck this shit. Oh my gosh! So <clears> this <throat> is something that's so funny. So if you've ever okay, we're getting into this now. Pentecostal people. That's a um, podcast, dude. <laughs> Okay, Actually, so you go. I'm, I'm very unfamiliar. Okay, with so how that works. So. Sure. So okay, I will explain. Okay. United Pentecostal people are um, they can be super open, or their churches can be kind of very charismatic, or they can be so dogmatic that they're almost like they're Amish. And our organization was about 120 people or not organization the organization is uh, over the United States and it's actually an international organization mm-hmm. and they have a website and everything um, but our church was about 120 people and they were so small and they were definitely more on the like so conservative that they were it was like borderline like Amish or like old world Russian like you know with the with the uncut hair and the clothes covering you like all like the women had a lot of rules I'll tell you that so we had a lot of rules um and um I grew up not of my own choice in this environment that was like very controlling and very dogmatic both like emotionally mentally spiritually physically like they wouldn't let you they wouldn't let me um for example, you, you put on some shorts and go to the gym, right? Well, you can't do that. You have to wear a skirt to the gym or something. What? Yeah. Was, <laughs> um, <and laughs> so, Check. Uh, if you wear a skirt to the gym out here, you'll get booted out. Mm. No, you can't even, like, what is that? Um, anyway, so so I was... Like a skirt was, down to the floor? Mm, at least covering your knees. And we had people checking us all the time. So if I got, say I got a skirt from Gap and my like it didn't cover my knees, or I got a t-shirt, 
or I got um, a shirt that was like a little bit, the, the v-neck was a little too low, then I would have someone like, hey, what's going on with you? Like, they, like the, the women would check each other, which was, as an adult, I think that's so interesting how much, I never had like a, a I don't think I ever had a, a male in the organization like checking me. It was always the women checking each other, which I was like, that's kind of fucked up. As any anyway, women do. I know, it was terrible. Anyway, so um, <laughs> moving right along. What's with this V cut bullshit? What's going on with this? Have <laughs> um, you seen how she's wearing that V cut? Who does um, she think she is with her knees showing? I saw Coco's bottom kneecap yesterday. Everyone's seen Coco's bottom now. Oh my god. Damn. <laughs> No. Just so, the bottom of the kneecaps. Just it was, the bottom of it the kneecaps. It was very erotic. And then <laughs> she was shot 17 times. <laughs> um, no, so, yeah, it was definitely very bizarre. It was definitely very, um, what you're, to answer your question, I'm trying to get back to your question. No, no, okay. I was super. I like the path you're going on. Oh, uh, thanks. I was um, so genuine. Gen- as a child, like, and just as a person, I was very genuine. And so I, I never, like, rebelled within that environment or situation it never occurred to me to ever do anything bad basically because it was just a way of life yeah and then and then I just got and I and I kind of handled it and I handled it until I finally broke and I was like I can't do this anymore I'm literally not going to go to a good place if I stay here I got to get out and then I I was 21 I stayed until I was 21 and I think a lot of that was like with the guilt with like my mom was kind of getting older and I had to stay um I just felt guilt. It was like a lot of guilt and shame. And so I got out and then I um I was like shunned or whatever. That's what they do. They That's just, what they do. They cut you off. Um You're cast mm-hmm. out. And then I started like hanging out with other people who kinda of left and they were all cast outs too. And they started telling me all this stuff that they do like, Oh, like I did this or so and so slept with so and so and we were like, you know, at the youth camp. And you're like, That's when you were wearing that V was cut, like, wasn't it? <gasps> You could do that? Yeah. I'm such an idiot. I didn't even know. Like, I they knew know. all the little like side tricks and you had no idea. No, I had no clue. I was like, I didn't know you could make out with boys. I was oh. terrified. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you can Say. hold hands with your hands? You know who else exactly. holds hands? The, the devil. devil. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah, so you could say that when I when I escaped or got out of that situation, I was like, okay. At least you were old enough where like you were, you know, a legal adult and you, so you can you can go out live on your own and like, you know, yeah. have your own adult yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't, you know But so what was it not actually not to say that anything bad would happen No. But sure. Like if you were younger, but I'm sure it would be a lot harder and and you wouldn't be able to get out of the situation. But did you... like, okay, I'm like 13 years old. What am I going to do? Run away from home? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and there are people who are, like, kicked out of their homes because they're gay or because yeah. whatever, like, at the age of 13, 12, whatever. And and, uh, and mm-hmm. whenever I come across someone, or even, you know, even when I was in college and I would come across people who were, like, foreign exchange students, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I feel you, bro. Like, I can feel you. Like, mm-hmm. your, your situation, I feel just as alien as you do right now. Or not, or it's similar to. Did you did you just straight up like pack up your bags and say I'm out of here and walked out of the house or? 
Pretty much. Um, that was the, the drama of that situation was that my sister kind of did the same thing when she turned 18, and I was more sensitive. She's kind of a badass, like <laughs> kind of really badass. So she was like, whatever, like I'm doing my thing. Like she was out of there. She's smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. And I was more sensitive, kind of more creative, and I really felt all of this emotional stuff about it. So I stayed for a longer period of time because of my own sense of obligation and uh, duty. You were just probably trying to do the right thing. Yeah, And not but, hurt anybody, like yeah, hurt your family. But, you know, being being nice isn't always doing the right thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta have teeth, which is, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, I basically just called her up, because she had told me several times, um, when she left uh, at 18, as soon as she left, I wasn't really allowed to have conversations with her on the phone, even without people monitoring my conversations with her so when she when I was ready to get out I was like I called her up and I was and I didn't even have to say much I don't think I'm pretty sure I just said like Eva like I'm ready like come here like I'm ready you can come over now and she was like right there so she came and picked me up and like got me out of the house and as soon as that happened like everyone that I had never known since childhood um because they went to their school, you know, 12 years. Like, everyone I had ever known, they were just like, okay, we see what you did. Like, you're done. You're not in this, uh, you're not in this group anymore. Mm. So we cut you well, off. Well, fine then. Yeah. I didn't want to be in it anymore anyway. of them, isn't it? This is fine. <laughs> this know? is all over this. It was in Oregon, yeah. Mm. So then there he was out in the world as a person and as a as a girl trying to figure things out. With your badass sister. Oh, I know. She was pretty badass. She still is. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and eventually along the way I'm trying to stumble my way through, you know, figuring out how I'm going to finish up college and how I'm going to like so- re-socialize myself into more of an, a normal society or... Whatever it is that goes on, like you yeah. can call it normal if you want to. <laughs> I'm sure there is no normal. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure what cops and people who have doctors and nurses—they're they, probably like, normal. What? <laughs> um, but I, I was learning, and I never stopped learning, and I still hope to be always learning until yeah. I'm a little old lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, always be, always be twitch. I mean, learning. No twitching. <laughs> Don't ever not twitching. Don't ever not be. A B A B L. Always be Who learning. Who is that? Um, is that Coco? Where's it go? <laughs> <laughs> but see, that, and that's the kind of stuff that I I dig in terms of storytelling, like the mm-hmm. the fact that that's my only story that I have. But the, no, but the fact that you know you are doing what you do now, uh, and there is there's there's a split between like okay, I have this career, I have something that's you know to the mm. world a little more like okay, normal quote sure. end but at the same time, you are having this as your friend said cathartic you know side employment mm. where it's like you know I get to that's do these these kind of cool things and like really. Um, I mean, yeah, and that's the other question. Like, how much of this is that for you? Cathartic, where you just sure. come out and do these things, like pretending to fight, pretending it's to... all cathartic. Are yeah. you kidding me? This is like like going to the... Like, if I'm going to the gym, maybe like 10% of it is like, oh, why? And then the rest of it's like, wait, I get to run? I get to lift? Like, yes, I've been in the office all day. Yes, you know? And so, you don't have to wear a skirt. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Huh? You, know you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I... I remember waking up at like uh, 4.30 in the morning to sneak out of my house to go running in the morning as the sun rose because I wasn't allowed to run. You monster. <laughs> I know. 
And like sometimes I like I, that's the truth. Um, sometimes I would um, I would just be like on the treadmill, or I would just be like oh, I don't want to run. Like uh, like I don't want to go to the gym. And then I think about it, and I'm like, remember when you used to sneak out like to just have this freedom? Mm-hmm. You can do whatever the fuck you want to mm-hmm. do, and you know that you the younger you would have died to be this free. Yeah. So always chase any opportunity that opens up before you because younger me would have killed to have the opportunities that yeah. I have today. So sometimes, you know, I have to remind my lazy self to get Never the heck out of bed. Never where I came from. Yeah, get, get going, you know what I mean? Um, and I've, it's, I've had many yeah. conversations with, with younger me as well. Sure. And, uh, um, Jesus Christ. Some people write themselves letters and they're like, get your act together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they bury it and they open it 10 years and they're like, oh man. <laughs> Guess I gotta lay off the breakfast sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Never lay off the breakfast no. sausage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think that that's one of the things you would find me saying <laughs> when I was like eight, like, bacon, good. <laughs> but, um, but that's. Wow, that's... I kind of wish that I did that. I never was told, like, write yourself a letter and open it in 10 years. (sighs) Be like, you're an astronaut yet? (laughs) No, when I was... um, How many models have you fucked, brah? When I was little, my my dream job was I wanted to be an oceanographer. I love the ocean. You know, have you ever seen those, like, videos of people who are like, oh, I just swim with these dolphins every day and I just study dolphins. And you're just like, ugh. <laughs> like they just like I just live in the Caribbean. I live in the ocean. It's just really beautiful every day. <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah, this is my fucking why? life where every day I have to like get suited up and go fucking hang out with the dolphins. And swim in the ocean. Yeah, it's like when you go you go to like the aquarium. My, my animal fucking coworkers like we're gonna study some shit together and they're just gonna look at me fucking. Well, it's cool. like when you go to the aquarium and you see the show and it's always like these really young beautiful people who are like. This is my buddy, and like sixteen seals come out, and you're like, "You're friends with seals? I'm <laughs> friends with seals!" Like, and look, look at Sarah go, Sarah, and this fucking seal's like, "Oh, oh, oh!" Just like totally clapping, and I'm just and like then, the drunk guy, this like, beautiful young person. But it's like it's always like a beautiful young. It's like some twenty-two-year-old yeah. woman or, or guy who was just like well, perfect to be shape. Young is to be beautiful, honestly. Like I, anymore, I just look at people. I'm like, you're you're just twenty is what you are. So yeah, you're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, nineteen. <laughs> I don't ever want to be twenty ever again. Uh, I, I know, know. Like, you're like, dumb as rocks, but you're so pretty. You're yeah. really not to do anything to be pretty. <laughs> no, I was. I was. I think I was a lot more invincible mm-hmm. back then like I, my body was able to endure a lot more than um, take a look yeah than I'm able to do now and um, I'm 35 <laughs> so I definitely feel the effects like you know like shooting and working all week and then like trying to hang out and socialize and, and drink and then like do it all I again the next this, day it's the like, older we get the smarter we get and we just ask ourselves more often like why am I doing this Yeah. Again? Because <laughs> I'm trying to tap into that 20 year old self. Yeah. Be like, I can still do this. I still got it. But I don't got it. Is this necessary? That's one way to look at it. It's, yeah. Back to those sea lions. So these trainers like have these fucking sea lions that are all fucking like adoring their trainers. And like they all are trained to like kiss them. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I want to have fucking sea lions that want to kiss me. Like, 
It's a little like boop, dude. I know, I know. Every day, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna like, I guess I'm just gonna jump in that ocean and, like, on this tropical island. I guess I'll, I'll just have to like take some measurements again. And oh my gosh. And I will be friends with Sea Turtle, and I'll like latch onto his it's back, and we'll go on an adventure. Okay, so I'm gonna bring this entire thing back. Sorry, on we got, track. we got. Oh, sorry, sorry, we do. Wrestling with dolphins. Sorry, did tonight you just, at six. These are some of my many, many fantasies. No, no, no. Hey, and, we get to talk about our. Yes you, <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Which is vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but so what? You know, the story you told is absolutely sure. uh, fantastic, and it, thank you for sharing oh, that. The religious. No, yeah, thank you for for sharing that. I part mean, of yourself, I will like, tell you. I mean, I've run into other like ladies and people just randomly. Uh, there's a community of us out there. People mm. who were raised the way I was raised. There's a huge community of people who are kind of silent. Because they're a little embarrassed, or they're a little ashamed, or they they just don't know how to deal with it, or they just kind of like, they're angry, or they still, you know, they don't know how to talk about it. And I think that there are other people as well who have gotten out of that type of situation who are working towards trying to become catalysts to conversation about that type of situation. And so I really respect those people. You know, my sister's been contacted by a few of them. And sometimes as well, it's kind of a thing where you want to talk about it and then sometimes you want to take a break. Yeah. Um, But it's out there. So it's, you know, it's part of life. (laughs) Do you feel, and this is, I mean, this might be a dangerous question to ask, but it's something that, that, you know, I'm curious about as well as other people. Go ahead. Yeah, nothing's awesome. The restrictive nature of your youth, Uh has it shaped because we are talking Any about fetishes, fetishes. Yeah. not necessarily fetishes. I mean, that is one of the things that's included, sure. but you know, particular tastes. It, I've talked to a lot of people who were spanked when they were younger, or or you know, maybe abused in such a way where mm-hmm. they, you know, rope was involved, sure, uh, stuff like that. And even though they, do you they... have a knee fetish? <laughs> <laughs> An arrow I... to the knee fetish. <laughs> so I really like skirts Why? that just <laughs> barely cover the knee. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That jean skirt just got up and she took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> just the bottom of that knee. Oh, my God. But uh, Terrible. We're desecrating your question. Oh, not, not at all. But you hear oh that all gosh. the time. You know, it's who, the it's the old my mama used you know to spank me. You know what my question is? I'm, is who out in my clientele and out of our customers are raised that way? That's what I want. And I'm sure it's a lot of people. I don't know. But they're like, yeah. So my, my answer to that is definitely like, I, I feel like, like I said before, your my response to being constricted and restricted is to branch out. And kind of almost recklessly so sometimes where I'm just like, if it's new, give it to me. Kind of a night attitude. Um, and so, because I understand, like, like I said before, like this is not something I had before and I'm hungry for that. I'm hungry to learn new things. Like I should have gone through this between the ages of 14 and 21. No one no one no one thought that they should no one thinks that they should have done necro fetish. No 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 not that. I meant I don't mean the knee, the knee Okay, wait 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 wait. This is how rumors get started. I didn't mean it. No, no. I'm not saying that you should do necro porn between the ages of 14 and 21. I'm saying no, 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 I that mean, you should yeah. be uh, experiencing a lot of new a things. Lo- well, yeah. Sort of free to experience whatever yeah. I want to. Um, 
And so it's overcompensation for an inferiority that I mm. have. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I sense I, that. Yeah. Yep. That's why I wanted to ask because yeah. yep. it feels like mm-hmm. you were really hungry for like the new experiences. Yeah. And like, I want to try this. I want to try that. But then even, even in the way that I've done this modeling, I've definitely like kept myself sort of under wraps. So but you're that, also very analytical and like one of the things that you do that a lot of models don't is, you know, you came to our house and the first thing you did was go, can I see the scripts? And this yeah. is like the night before. Because <laughs> we're know. working. No, exactly. But yeah. most models will just, most, they, yeah. they'll just come over and be like, tell, um, me what to do. tell me what to do, you know, which is a great way to do it as well. Because if they mm-hmm. trust you as a director, then they'll be like, okay, you know, just, he's going to explain it. And, and uh, like the moment we shoot, he'll say, do this, this and that, cut, 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 you know, do the thing. Uh, but in your case, you came over the night before. You're like, hey, I'm going to go to bed. Can I, do you have those scripts? And I was just like, oh, yeah. shit, I don't. So I was like, I'm going to leave them out here for you in the morning so you can get your coffee yeah. and, you know, yeah. sit down and, you know. Chill out with them. Just Hang go out. outside, look at birds. Like, Hang oh, how am I done today? <laughs> you know. But it was. Uh, I mean, I've showed up to shoots where people, like, even the director. And I uh, actually, a lot of the directors that I've had, we got to the point where we did that where it was like, um you know we just do it on the spot director tells you what to do you follow direction and i'm really good with that scene cut scene cut sure but at the same time i also understand that that's 100 percent responsibility on the director to know what's going on and so i feel out of respect that if i'm participating i want to read what's going on and participate and like kind of shoulder like at least i'm not just like clueless and like well it's your fault if i mess that up because you just tell me to do it that's like (laughs) i need to understand what's happening you know what i mean so that's kind of like just me trying to be a good employee. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and also, um, like I If would I say, suck, it's because you suck. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean... you're a bad director. You turn me into a bad actress. If you don't understand... I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> Who has a trailer? I don't know. <laughs> it's the guest room downstairs. It's just oh, what the girls say, they just go outside and sit in the yeah. lawn. <laughs> Um, but uh, probably, yeah, the, the visual, like I need to, the visuals, like if to be more prepared for a new environment, like the Mm. visual part of me, I come from a family of artists. Um, so it definitely is also a visual thing where it's like, okay, I feel more secure about what I'm going to do if I've looked at it. (laughs) That's very true. So, yeah. No, it helps. Yeah, it does. It helps. Like I, I find when I read a script, if my lovely husband who, you know, I, I do listen to him and he talks very fast and, like, I can hear everything he's saying, but, like, sometimes I'm just like, I need to read it so I can just, like, go over everything in my mind and, like, visualize and, like, just wrap my head around, okay, like, this is what the person is saying about, like, the scene and sometimes they write about, like, you know, their vision and, like, talking about, like, how... I mean, some customers do this where they, where they talk about how the actress is feeling at the time like and it's really mm-hmm. hard to compute that like when you're shooting something because okay. it's like okay like we need her to emote this feeling and it's just like okay ha- she's feeling angry or something like yeah. that like they, they, they tell you they tell what emotions to express yeah and, okay. it, and it's a weird like thought pattern thing but like mm-hmm. if I read it I can just I can visualize everything and map it out in my head a lot easier sometimes than like than you know scenario telling me okay you're gonna do this and this but like but like why <laughs> mm-hmm. but like what's the like I guess that's, that's I, what I sound like, like. what's the you get golden... so lost so fast as soon as you ask why yeah, <laughs> that's 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 well for 
I know for me, like, I'm, I'm really into the psychology behind, like, you know, everything I do, but, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, the fetish videos, of course, um, I like to know, like, where their head is at and, like, what really kind of gets them going as far as, like, you know, where they want this to, like, you know, end up or whatever, like, why they're into this or whatever the thing may be. And so, mm -hmm. like, I need to know, like, what is you know the meaning behind this because then once I know that I'm just like okay I got it I know and I can just I can run off of that but yeah. that's just, but that is that's something the that, way that my brain works. that, that, that like is it, something that, that works into what we do as well like mm -hmm. I mean uh, obviously Jacqueline's stuff definitely delves more into the psychological whereas mine is more like fisticuffs sleepy. yeah but there we are did that just now yeah, yeah for sure it was sort of like um. It, yeah. Oh God, that 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 POV oh, video. That was so like. It was and so I've done a ton of those actually, but always with yeah. just like you and I did it. Always with the girls, like on set, and mm -hmm. I was like, "All right, like we got to figure out why." <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. there's a light. Um, there's a lot of like uh, psychology behind it, it and like there's a lot of power play and like deception. Mm -hmm. And like you know, you're thinking that I'm somebody, and then you're you're betrayed by something, and then a lot like of it's everything apparent. You really see kind of it right, like right away. You yeah. see it, yeah. yeah. And I I just I love all that stuff. That's yeah. probably why that I like Hannibal so much. <laughs> For the love of God, we're all the only thing that we do every day is just wait until it's Hannibal time. It's Hannibal time. That's all we do. <laughs> We're talking I mean, about the comedian no, Hannibal sure. Burris. He's very talented. I don't know why, why coffee uh, or breakfast happens or anything else. No, or dinner. I don't know. Just We're just waiting for Hannibal mm -hmm. time. <laughs> there are some times that we, I, I'll shoot some stuff and I'll, I'll give the girls very specific direction in that mm -hmm. I want them to be angry for certain reasons. And it's, but, but it's usually with actresses that I know that can do it. You know, someone like you, know, like you Jacqueline, Sumiko, um, um, people like that where I can go like, this is the girl that just killed your master, but at the same time, you know, used to be her, her best friend. It's like the Kill Bill mentality yeah, yeah, yeah. of like, you know, we used to be buddies and you you betrayed me. And yeah. so like I'm killing you or I'm beating you down, but I hate every second of it, but it has to be done. Yeah. Stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. I, and that emotes a different And I love to yeah, infuse so that because, you yeah. know, when you're throwing a punch, it's a completely different expression on yeah, your face yeah. than if you've just been hired to kill somebody. That's the fun yeah. of all of That's it. That's what I love about it. so much fun. I, I dig love it. that. I and love I that. love doing that. And I'll take somebody to go to the side when and I'm like, this girl literally else? is like your 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 ex-best friend, but at the same yeah. time, you know, you hate her. Yeah. But there's a part of you that remembers this. So like when you're doing the violence, it's it's a regret in the face, in the eyes. Sure. You know, and, and I love doing that because when you orchestrate it with both sides of the, the coin and they, they deliver on those performances, it creates this beautiful violence mm -hmm. I guess you could say oh yeah where people are watching and they're just like and yeah look there's a lot okay of if you've ever seen Man on Fire you can never say that violence <laughs> isn't beautiful <laughs> see that's the first thing you and I talked about was, one of the first things that Coke and I talked about was like favorite movies Man on Fire <laughs> violence is beautiful <laughs> Because it is like... It's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. And I love doing that. And I, I'm going to do that yeah. with you and Eden tomorrow. I think it's yeah. going to be the, the, the top. I think I'm going to have it be like pretty much fisticuffs. Like just heavy. Sure. What's his name? Details. Was it Khaleesi Bear? Khaleesi Bear. Oh, Khaleesi Bear. Oh, <laughs> she's so cute. Oh, my Khaleesi God. Khaleesi Bear is kind of cute. So tiny and so cute. Um, her little blue eyes. Oh, my 
If anybody, and intelligent eyes. If you guys have not seen the movie Man on Fire, then do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor, watch that movie. But I will say, as an set yourself on fire, as a worker and employee of all the of the. You just Sorry. knocked my sound so much clearer. That, <laughs> I don't know how you did that. I can hear everything better now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so well, I will say. Well, as, I guess I should hit record that. As a yeah. um, as a worker in this industry, um, I totally understand that sometimes I can be so much in my own head that okay, what we're doing it mm. needs to come out. Like it has to come out, and it has to be communicated to the client or to the audience or to whatever like we need to actually produce a product so sometimes i feel like i'm sure that i've had way more going on in my head and it didn't come out correctly and Mm. so so as a director i'm sure that you that's kind of like the sign of a good director is to bring out the right things in an actress and um do you feel like that happened this weekend uh, probably. As I take this I knife think. slowly from <laughs> <laughs> right? the table. No, where's the hidden camera? <laughs> At least make it count. <laughs> Terrible. I just freaked out. I just freaked out. Well, the stuff. But, so, so let's you take let's I mean? take into account. No, I do. I do. In the corner, just look over there. Mm. That's one this. thing about this too. Is like so, like I'm like doing this for so long. I'm like. I'm probably gonna die one day. I hope there's a camera around. Uh, like, <laughs> make it count, yeah. <laughs> At least make it count for something. I mean, something. That is so see. funny. There's a, there's a. You made me think of this movie called Eight Millimeter. That that is. Uh, You're not seen, terrible at all. No. We joke about that shit all, all the, time. the time. Okay, okay. All the time. Have you ever seen the you movie? You are one of us. <laughs> one of us. Have you seen the movie Eight uh, Millimeter? Oh, maybe. So there's a scene in that movie Ooh. where there's a guy who does snuff films mm-hmm. and he just films them and is played by god what's the name of the actor I don't I've know I've heard of him yeah. he's a fuck he's, he looks almost like a like a melted Bruce Willis he's okay. um, <laughs> he was in Fargo wow. uh, David no David Straight Stor- 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 I don't know his name but he's uh, he's a really weird looking dude uh, but he plays this guy who shoots these snuff films and he's obsessed with death Okay. And there's this amazing moment. It's, all, it's coming for all of us. Like here we well, yeah, are. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it, it is. But like, yeah. but so uh, there's a scene where like you know Nicolas Cage encounters him, and and it's a really good movie. It's fucking great. But the guy catches a, uh, like a bullet, like it's a, like just a glancing bullet goes into his throat. Sure. And he's bleeding out, and he's mm. he's laying there, and he's just like saying over and over again, like this is this is not. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Like, you there know, you go. That's like, kind of like one of the things like in my facial expressions yeah. is sort of like, uh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What do I do? What, 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 wait, well, hold on. No, no mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. Or, or this is, no, 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 no. It's not supposed to happen like this. No, 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 no. Stop, not like stop. this. He wait, says wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, time. yeah, not like this. I need to see Yeah, it it's a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's like, it's like, it's a slow burn of a movie because it's, mm-hmm. it's basically a man who's been hired to find out if this little girl has been murdered in a snuff film. But it's one of those movies that they it goes like from step to step of every single part of the investigation. And it's directed by um, Joel Schumacher, who directed mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. But he also what? directed all these other great movies. He directed like Lost Boys <laughs> and like uh, Number Twenty Three. Okay, well not so he had the courage to sh- to have Robin show up. There's some, yeah <laughs> <laughs> with his little bat nipples. No! <laughs> 
honest little back cocky. Well, Joel Schumacher is also a very, very gay man. I think that was his, this was his uh, excuse to like delve into his own personal tastes. I'm happy he did it. He did. I mean, sure, whatever. They're terrible movies. I don't don't have to watch them. Um, but yeah, no, there's, there's, there's all that that goes with that. I don't know how we get into that dark topic, but, um. Eight millimeters. Eight no, millimeter. I think, or eight millimeter. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of it. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I appreciate that. That's really 100%. good. And we're currently getting into Hannibal, which you're enjoying, mm-hmm. which I knew you would kind of. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Hannibal is still yeah, a cat. Yeah, about this. The masculinity so, bleeds through all sides of the screen. It just bleeds uh, out like it's floating in the air. <laughs> no, there's definitely like a lot of cat and mouse happening with Hannibal right now. Mm-hmm. But um, Oh, and there's so much more. Like True Detective and many other shows where they just kind of like throw death at you and punch you in the face with death. With a crime scene, right? Just teabag you with like death. Some, people, some There's a lot of shows that have this, like, crime scene shows. They have a death and it's kind of like, oh, it's like a quick little yeah. thing. It's like, oh, I guess we got to deal with this. We're going to write this off. Blah. Yeah. And then I oh, the guy takes it. off his sunglasses and he says something really cool. Yeah, there you We're go. just like... Like it's a, I don't know, it's like a dead... No, like they find, like, a dead pianist or something. He's like, I guess this is one concert... He won't be attending. <laughs> wow! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, sorry, Josh Groban. She, <laughs> she won't be able to enter that pageant without a face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, and then I would see that and I was like, this is so terrible. It's so fucking bad. I could do this 500 fucking times. Like, I've done so many, like, if I had, like, I could do this. Like, why is this not my career just to be the person that dies in these shows over and over again? Because, like, it's so terrible and amazing. <laughs> he won't be attending that having what a head that, convention. What is that fucking face's name? Like, David... Uh, I have no idea. What's his name? I don't fucking care. David... <laughs> From which show? Criminal Minds or... That show? NC Miami. Period. I think it's NCIS Miami or CSI Miami. Something like that. He's like David Caruso or something like that. Caruso? Caruso, yeah. Yeah. He's like the redheaded guy and he would always have the glasses and he would just say... And then I've met a couple medical people... No, and then I, a, few, a couple medical people I like, and then, and I talk and I talk to them. Do about you feel their, that that's a? Do you feel that that's a fascination for you? Like, cause I I know you. We talked about a couple of the people that you knew that were people. like uh, in the medical. They business. They were in the medical business. Surgeons. Yes. Or, <laughs> and, did you say um, you knew a coroner or no? No. Oh. No. You're, you're a surgeon. I haven't friend. delved to that level, but thank you. For <laughs> that level. <laughs> Goal, a new height for me to reach. Oh my god, it's not like Super Mario Brothers. So fairy. Like, out there. That is a very pretty. The life of Coco. She Game over. <laughs> That's what we're all doing though until it's game over. No, no, I understand. There is, and I understand your fascination. I have a fascination. I will tell you. Well, okay, so since... Tell you, yeah. say what you want to say. <laughs> so, when I was raised in this extremely religious environment that yes. formed and shaped my intelligence and personality <laughs> yeah. and all the weirdness... The Holy whole, shit! Oh, sorry. <laughs> Get that, serious. I, I, think, I think God heard you. <laughs> the Lord. 
Down the lawn. Her knees are showing. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> They're not actually showing though. I can see the bumps in your kneecaps. If I touch the movie oh. like reading the palm. You got that down. I have some people who can train you though in the Pentecostal shake with the voice. Like I have some people I can hook you up with. Oh I mean, gosh. I can make the extra cash. Dude, okay, I was on the shoot once. Get on your knees, woman! Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, cover them first, then get on them! <laughs> I was on the shoot one time, and I made the mistake of inviting my, a couple Pentecostal friends who nice. are no longer in the business. Well done. And they're like, I just legit saw you in that Wonder Woman costume, like, do the super, like, do the Pentecostal jump right now. <laughs> Is that is that what you're doing when you get choked out? You're like, come here. (laughs) Oh my god, I I almost cried. I was like, no, I was horrified beyond, like beyond horrification. Like, uh, excuse me, Lex Luthor. Yes, yes. What's what's come for me now? This is like it's like it's like it's like no, but it it could be it could be like the Lex Luthor has like one of his underlings who's like dealt with you, and then he prays them. No, it's just like no, it's just like uh, Mr. Luthor is like oh yes. Uh, yeah, we got one woman for you. It's like, oh, okay, how did that go? It's like, she started speaking in tongues when they put her in chokeholds. It was, uh, it was very confusing. She started dancing. But we found the chokehold. Uh, and then we saw her kneecaps. It was insane. What? You saw what? We had to write this down. Oh, my God. Front knee or back knee? We what? We had to Which part of the knee? There's a back knee? She's got beautiful <laughs> knees. You should see how beautiful knees. There are many district leaders that we had to get together to work those situation out. There was a conference down in Minnesota. <laughs> you do that really well. Oh, my God, I know. I mean, for obvious reasons. I know. So, anyways. <laughs> that was how did that not now. become part of your... your uh, your own accent uh the oh the the frenzy i think i was talking about a certain actor who literally went crazy who was raised like southern baptist and like matthew McConaughey. oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he went fucking crazy (laughs) but this is an actor we're talking like a famous actor matthew mcconaughey well but he's he's been crazy for a long time no but when this first Thing that I ever saw him do on a screen, I like looked at that guy and I was like, "He's oh fucking crazy!" God, this man has heard a preacher <laughs> rain the Holy Ghost down on him. Like, and he said, I read later, like, and like that he said something about being raised Southern Baptist or some kind of crazy charismatic craziness. But I knew, like, I recognized that it was mm-hmm. crazy. I was like, this guy, he's been touched by the same <laughs> spirit. <laughs> Yeah, his his fucking Oscar speech. I know, man. He's, I don't forgot what it was. It was something like, it's a all, style. Right, all right, all right, all right. No, no, no. He did do that. No, but it's a style, though. Like, there's a certain, like, there's a style. It's but a he was craziness about, like, that is aliens like aliens and God. And it's a whole thing, shit. man. You don't know until you've seen it. Like, it's a it's a thing, and it's beautiful. Like, it's whatever. It's we all mm. we, we all go through life, and then things happen, and it's like okay. You know, but anyway, um, I can't remember what we were talking about. You're supposed to bring us back on topic. I can't. I know. Remember. I think I got derailed on we purpose. We totally got derailed. Oh, host, come on, Matthew um, McConaughey. Thank you for so, so we making did... me feel a little more normal. I appreciate you. 
Thank you for being as crazy as you are. Because now I feel a little more sane. <laughs> yeah, because that entire yeah, that entire like uh, Oscar speech, you. he was just like holding that that Call golden me. statue. I up. can feel it. No, no, I was like, dude, this is such a like I've seen this before. <laughs> We're like, I have rectified. Oh my god, it was sanctified. <laughs> Justified <laughs> and everything that ends with fad. And the sweat and the spit coming out on that microphone and the sweat through the suit. Yeah, because he was like, oh, oh this is for my mom and my father. All the way down to my knees. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, micro porn. When someone says yeah. the word. What? <laughs> When someone says, yeah, okay, so, I feel so, like that's the, 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 the lightest topic. You we were being so, <laughs> so, so no, one last, so being sexy earlier, uh, my question, my, <laughs> my final question was, uh, oh my God. obviously we spoke about, my your, God, <laughs> obviously we, spoke, where were we? Where are we? Obviously Lord we spoke, knows. Lord only knows. <laughs> Obviously, we sp- <laughs> this is turning into a weird like. Oh man, it's getting weird. A rap kind of uh, thing. No, so we. Uh, what have I done? When we talked about your youth and how that <laughs> formed some of your fetishes before you got into the I business, to, so to speak. If um, I have a fetish, I don't know. If you have a fetish, sure. Or, or some of your kinks, or just, yeah. just just things that you were kind of into. You were talking about a little bit about rope and stuff like that, but like. Oh yeah, like uh, being rope. Like okay, let me think. Um, I think I got tied up like the more there was one scene I have had for a film where I got tied up a lot like it wasn't just a rope around the ankles or the wrist yeah. it was like more than that and then I realized like how relaxing it was mm. and I thought like this is this is so constricting that it's probably reminiscent of like a childhood thing mm-hmm. but it was sort of like being rubbed drunk in a way which I thought was kind of cool because I was like I didn't know that that was actually a thing and now I I've experienced it so yeah being yeah. whenever I'm tied up I'm always relaxed so we want like, to sleep now like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah like I so know. I'll never say no I'll never be afraid of that for sure mm. the, when did you like did you experience that early on or did you was that a later thing well um. So let me see, like, uh, so I'll backtrack a little, like, before, like, my first fetish video that I've ever done, I did bondage photography. That was my first introduction to fetish and, like, knowing that, like, this is a thing that people will pay to see. Sure. Was doing bondage photography. And it was, like, you know, it was very, like, it was very, you know, beautiful and, and glamorous. Um, and I started getting more into it and like learning about it. And I was like, it's really cool. Actually. I love like, that. <laughs> like I was just like, you know, looking at the photos and I was like, well, that's interesting. And that looks good. It's and beautiful. like, so Shibari, what, right? Shibari there was a lot Japanese, of, a lot of Shibari um, stuff mm-hmm. and we did like, you know, full body, it's like incredible. corsets and, and all this intricacies. Yeah. And it was, it was like, wow, like this is really interesting. And so like, um, I don't know, uh, Like, I know there's all different, like, sides to bondage. You know, there's just, like, that whole, like, you know, damsel in distress part of it. And it can be, like, you know, getting, like, just tied up and thrown into the back of a car and then thrown on a, like, basement floor. And it's, like, you know, you're... (laughs) It could be very dirty and, like, scary. Um, And I like that stuff, too. But, like, I don't know. I'm just twisted that way because I I just think that, like, you know, it's just me being put in this predicament. And I'm, like, being forced into this predicament. And to me, that's just like, okay, like, 
my body is settling so like my mind can expand on it it's weird it's like you were saying earlier the whole like i get a chance to think Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. well you play dead it's what is more constricting than death? You can't move. Your eyes are open, and you we we had fun with the death stare a little earlier. Your <laughs> eyes are wide open. We're both really good at that. You don't show. even have a choice to blink or not because you're dead. You are <laughs> dead. Coco is dead. She can't blink, and I can hold like and I can hold that for a really long time. And it's sort of like as I, we discovered today, it was well, very impressive. Yeah, it, I mean, and you like there's things that are happening around you, and you're just slowly taking in the minimal amount of oxygen that your lungs need to survive mm-hmm. and not showing any movement if you can and just not like like I think I told you I try to focus on if a hair is fallen across my face I will focus on that single hair that is completely out of focus of everything that's happening in front of me or I will focus on a point that's like way beyond the camera that's in front of me and it's like also out of focus so it's sort of like almost like when you are sitting in a library and you look over, and the sun's shining through the window, and you see a piece of lint, like, floating in the air, right? And you're mm. like, oh my gosh, I can see the dust. Oh my god, it's like That's sh- what Necro is to it's me. It's like talking to a that shadow. Moment. Talking yeah. to a shadow suspended on dust. Yeah, that's what Necro you, fetish is Do you remember that me. line? <laughs> do you remember that from no. the show, Hannibal? No! Oh, maybe... Because yeah. Abigail was asking Will she Graham, was. what is it like to... What's it like? And he's like, That's it's like, so creepy. It's like talking to a shadow so suspended on dust. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking coming oh full circle. Full circle. So ladies and gentlemen, I have lost complete control of this part. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even know. That's crazy. I did not even. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I don't really know what to say to that. <laughs> I think we gotta go watch some Hannibal. We will, but like, so I do want to finish the question set. So, oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! It's like being blindfolded and trying to steer a train. Oh my god! Uh, Trains on tracks. Yeah, but there's other trains. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my Um, gosh! (laughs) So obviously, you have had, and this is something that we we. we touch on a lot because a lot of people are, are very interested in the whole world of the necro fan and the sure, necro actress it's a because it's a, one it. of those things that it's, it's you know I, I think you know I have <laughs> nothing against it I think it's it's something that you know it's become part of our day to day because we shoot mm-hmm. a lot of it uh, but a lot of it is taboo to a lot of people still you know there's a lot of people who will look at that and go like that's don't too extreme I, sure. I understand <laughs> I know you don't I don't either because we yeah. do shoot it and I'm, I've become accustomed to it. And, and Well, I don't get how it would be taboo. Well, it's because so the idea of like t- to some people, you know, who are into the limp fetish, the knockout fetish, taking it to the point of death is, is stepping over a line for them. Okay. Uh, and so that's where the taboo enters, sure. you know. And I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Like it's like when we do, we do a video together and it's like um, I'm okay with a woman pile driving another woman. But when a man does it to a woman, that's just it's just too much. Okay, you know, it's a so thing. everything that has is. the line. Mm-hmm. There's people who cross it, people who don't. Um, but it seems like you stepping into this world, and that was your first step into it, definitely has shaped you because you you seem to be. Um, I, I wouldn't say I, what's a good word for it. You seem to be very uh, interested in that 
in the mystique of, of death versus life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I am too. I mean, I, most people are, but they can't, they won't admit it. But um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, read a lot of books, you know, that, that deal with like true crime and the idea of life versus death and, and you know, what happens after, if anything happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it, it's really interesting to see, because would you say that if you had not walked into that set that particular day, that maybe things would have gone in a different direction? With <laughs> with your your you know because obviously you've been you say I never saw that ad so say you never saw happened? that ad what would have happened oh I I don't know Do you think I you would have modeled for something else oh no could've... way I would have simply if I had never found uh, if I had never found this fetish I would have imploded <laughs> 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 I have no idea you should have done a very nervous laugh with that no <laughs> I know don't ever want to think about Coco. And it's just the sound of you like jumping through the glass. Yeah. <laughs> what is more terrifying than denying the biggest question you have mm-hmm. and trying to live every day without understanding what it is you want to know the most about, which is why are we here? Yeah. Or what happens to us? Or why? I don't know how. Like, you know, you just, there's so much, like, we're here, we exist, we're here, it's beautiful, it hurts, it's all wonderful things, and every day we're and just we're very here. lucky to be here. Yeah, and so, so, how could you deny that? Well, I don't want to... To think of, to think of not exploring that, it is kind of a funny thing that yeah. I did stumble upon it. I don't know how that happened. You it fell face first into it. It looks yeah. like, and that's a good thing. And like I think, and like I said, as at first it was a, chi- it was like so much of a child's play type of thing. It was like a childish thing. It was like this is what I used so to do. funny. Yeah, because as a little child, I was curious about how would I die. If this cowboy <laughs> shot me, or this pirate king shot me, or you know, we play FBI out in the field or whatever, like we're on the plate. That's play a very structure. specific game, by the way. FBI. Oh. <laughs> no, for real, bro. Like my buddy, like my little buddy, was always the what was he? Will Graham. No, <laughs> I was a pirate queen. I had a, I had a fun, I had a buddy who was like this, like German warlord, and then another buddy who was the English. And I don't know how we was like the Ger- Germany and the English against the pirates and then the, I don't even know. But it was a thing. It was how we survived our yeah. childhood. That's how we fucking survived was to enact war. And so, and and to play like our own dramas and our own adventures. That's how we survived. In, in the Pentecostal community. Yeah. We all had our own stories. So your parents were okay with letting you guys just kind of run out and play? Yeah, um, for sure, especially my parents. Um, I remember like picking rocks out of my knees that were like bloody because, I, and I would just like look at them. And, what about those knees? I know, right? <laughs> because like we would play so hard, then in the gravel, and we would like pick bloody the rocks knees. out of my knees. But um, but we definitely survived through a world of imagination and sometimes just contemplation. Like something like my friend told me one time, I would go out to the line and contemplate. Like the line that he was not supposed to cross, and um, I would contemplate um, the adventures I wasn't supposed to have, and so that's how I don't know. That's how I would I would kind of arrive to this scene, and I would say this is a continuation of contemplating the adventures you're not supposed to have. Yeah, and that's what we do. <laughs> I think that's kind of what yes, we sir. we yeah. do until the end. But like mm-hmm. so, because I mean, obviously, this whole 
podcast has a, a bit of a leading towards the theme of, of the death fetish and sure. and how we've everyone in this room has been you know become uh, accustomed to uh, either producing it or just the idea of it. Like I, I I've, I've lost I, I don't find it creepy like I used to when I was younger. I was just like oh wow why would someone do this? But then as time went by, I was just like okay I get it. I mean it's just a, this is just an extension of any other fetish and you know whether fighting it be some some people like I know many girls that I was raised with are like the idea of even going to a fight class right like fighting even is yeah. like taboo really just like you said. Yeah, like, or just, like, it's just, like, even fighting or being too physical. Mm. So how far are you going to take that? Too too physical, too violent, too much death. Like, there's many levels to this where you can just... There's say, different, mm-hmm. yeah. So so I guess uh, to end it on a very positive note mm-hmm. and a very light note, uh, what do you think happens when you die? <laughs> okay, I'll t- <laughs> the lightest note that we get. Okay, so I do actually have my own thing. I, I, I figured you did. <laughs> Do you guys want to go? Oh, we do. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sure we do. I mean, it's it's so, an, always it's a, like a constantly evolving theory. Yeah, right. But the reason I ask, I don't want to steal from like someone like Pete Holmes sure. or someone like that who does uh, these kinds of podcasts. But I because mean, you've talked about it so much, I am curious. Okay. To hear what your thoughts are. Um, my own theory, which is, and I'm not going to say it's an educated theory or my final theory, but I feel like right now it makes sense to me that um, if energy congregated into one spot or one space inside your body that after you die it would disperse Mm -hmm. and um just like an exploding star so particles of the energy of who you are would go out into the universe and become part of something else what about consciousness um that's all part of it like to me i it doesn't make sense that anything would stay together if it's done being that thing at that time Mm. so if it's done then it would go out and take what it is and what it has become and go out and be a part of something else in the universe but i mean i have a lot to learn (laughs) so i mean i don't really feel like I believe in this whole thing where you have a ghost or like a piece of you that stays stuck together and it floats around out there somewhere. It doesn't make sense to me that any part of you scientifically would like stay together. It makes sense to me that things float. You would become part of like the greater existence. (laughs) We all float float out here, Georgie. God, that movie freaked me out so bad. Oh my God. There was oh, a you know you know what it was <laughs> there was a there was a movie a long time ago called it was so bad called Powder you ever mm-hmm. see that uh-uh. so Powder is oh just, my god the albino guy yeah. that gets electrocuted I mean no he doesn't get electrocuted at the end of the movie like no, doesn't he, he like no he's he's, he's just, like a conductor so he's a kid who has like he's isn't that how he dies in the end no oh, oh god, god. god why do I remember ah. that happening so he's just this kid who has these powers he's like this, and he is an albino he's completely white he has no hair what about uh, child. and at the end uh, you know he's ridiculed and chased after or whatever but he's running he's through this field Mm-hmm. And he's running through this field, and and the uh, you know as he's running, his friends are ch- chasing after him, trying to stop him, and he does get hit by lightning. He doesn't get electrocuted, but like he just kind of kind of summons lightning. Mm. Uh, and uh, oh, is that the thing that gives him his powers? Yeah, yeah. He's like he okay. he can do this weird shit with electricity. I think if if you guys have seen this movie recently, I saw it like ten years ago, fifteen years ago. More so, than that, this movie is like yeah. over twenty years old. But they're chasing after him down this field mm-hmm. and he gets hit by all these charges and he just kind of 
disappears. He disperses. Sure. And then they run where he was, and they're like, where did he go? Where did sure, he go? they don't understand. But then they, they look around, and they go, one of the girls that, uh, one, of the, or one of the women that's uh, chasing after him says, stop. And just looks around and says, like, can you feel that? And they're like, what? It's like, it's him. And it's mm-hmm. like they can just feel him in the air and the particles in and his, space. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and so there's something about that scene in that movie that always stuck with me. It's like you know, even if you're gone, you're still a part of everything. And that's one thing I think about beauty, like in the world when you see it, when you feel it, it's like you want it to stay. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many people out in the world that we all know, and they're so beautiful. You never want them to leave, or you just know that this is too beautiful. Like, it's always going to be there. So Their energy will be. Yeah, yeah. And so... It's like talking about like that's, someone like David Bowie. You know? uh, it's like yeah. when, so when he left us, the, the first thing people started writing about was like, he's in space. Sure. He's out there. He's exploring. Mm-hmm. He's... It's too powerful. He's a comet. His beauty is power, yeah. And so like, it's too powerful to have stopped existing. Um, and I and I believe in that. And I also believe in um, just growth and continuation of like the evolution of existence. So how do I know? That's a big question to thing. ask. A little fetish no model. No one fucking knows. <laughs> but I like to hear. Yeah. I like to hear these. None these... of us know, so know. it doesn't matter. Like where you're coming from is just like what you believe in your heart. Yeah. We believe, and I'm not going to speak too much for my wife, but like I do believe, like you know, like we have a finite amount of time in this world, uh, sure. and the you know, God knows what happens afterwards. Um, but even if it is one of those things, like if you're gone, you're gone. Then do what you can as much as you do as much as you can while you're here. And and I think that kind of mentality has led us to to do what we all do for a living. And mm-hmm. I th- I think that's kind of cool that we because you said it earlier we were, we were shooting something and I remember I, I was reading part of a script to you and you said we have the coolest jobs mm-hmm. on yeah. the planet and I was just we like do. we really really do we do and yeah. we complain we're like oh I got six shoots today and then five shoots tomorrow and then I gotta it's edit the coolest though because it's all about connecting to something that's bigger yeah. than you or outside of you and connecting to things that are outside of you is the coolest thing you can do and I also think it's kind of funny that like you said like I have an obsession with like medical people and we talk about death or we talk about people who have like you know a close con- like who has a closer connection to the end of life than people who would deal with medical issues yeah. or doctors or surgeons or ER people you know what I mean so it's all connected and so to connect to something that's one thing that I think that was kind of cool is you were telling great. me about one of your friends who was a doctor um, who sees this stuff day to day sure and you said he can't bring himself to see the movie It because it freaks him out my darling yes he cannot <laughs> he can't do it and that's fantastic I asked I went for asked him like three times and wow I never thought that that would happen <laughs> here's someone who sees I like, people I can't bring myself probably like, to see one tiny fraction of the things that you've seen but you can't see a movie. <laughs> so last thing so I'm going to ask, uh, because science. Uh, it is something that mm-hmm. I actually was curious about because you were so neck deep in a lot of the, the death fetish stuff. But like, is there anything out there that, what, what are your, um, um, I can't think of the word, uh, are your phobias? Is there anything out there that just really scares you? Something you will never deal with? Like, you know, in my case, for example, like I don't like 
cockroaches. <laughs> like okay. I have a huge okay, you have a phobia? phobia. But I'm curious because someone who's like will look at you and say like, oh, she she does death fetish. She must not be sure. afraid of anything. But like, is there what what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. Or things that you'll say like, I'm never going to shoot this kind of stuff. I'm never going to do this. I'm not, not going to do that. I'm not going to, you know. Well, if it's film, yeah. there's nothing that you could never shoot. It's well, I mean, film. legally, <laughs> there's a I couple mean, things you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your world that I don't think there's, a, I don't think I have. A, I mean, when I was a little child, I used to have a phobia of spiders. And I taught myself because I was home alone a lot. So I taught myself they're there you gotta figure it out and mm. stop being afraid of them and learn how to go kill them so that, oh. I thought that was that. <laughs> it was like almost Spiders. a bizarre thing I was like okay. I thought you were gonna be like I'm gonna coexist you're like no, no. fuck it <laughs> spiders are our friends by the way I know cause... now I feel that way but as a child I was like I'm too afraid of you you have to die <laughs> They're just as afraid of us. She's like carving spikes in her bed like, <laughs> these motherfuckers are going to go. Meanwhile, Jackie's like, like, they eat bugs. As, yes. a, as a little girl, my own phobia was my weakness, and so I got rid of it as quickly as I could, which actually took a long fucking time. <laughs> but like, I definitely was like, since I have a phobia, this needs to be solved. This problem needs to be solved. Um, today... I don't think of anything, um, I don't think of anything that I have a phobia, like I can't think of anything that I have a phobia. So no heights, nothing like that? Like, I love heights. Okay. Yeah, I love flying. Mm. I love everything. <laughs> I like being mm. alive. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll find it eventually. Yeah, I <laughs> and we'll no, I, I'm so jumping in the movies, though. No, like when I see when I saw it, I jumped a thousand times. Like the surprise, but it was great. Like that's why I did that to too. Scary movies, I like the visceral to, aspect of to it. be terrified and then yeah. like feel thrilled that you are still alive. That you've been terrified and you're. Still I got alive. to see you jump the other night. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I will do that a million times, you, and, and yeah, I'll just be so like, excited that it happened. <laughs> it was exciting. Exactly. To, it was exciting to see you because I was. I knew it was coming. I was like, "Here's the scene. Here it comes." And you were like, "Ah!" And what, what were we watching? Uh, it was Hannibal. Uh, oh, oh, was it? oh, was it? Oh, was it Hannibal? Really? Was it? <laughs> believe you're gonna go see all that stuff that convention it's kind of amazing oh man you guys so i'm oh not even God. get it i need more i won't even get into it we're gonna it. we're gonna pour I this out it, but anybody, watch the show but okay. anybody that follows me online <laughs> you will see my venture into <laughs> going to a uh, hannibal themed convention next month which i'm if you want to meet jacqueline velvets Go to Toronto. Basically, I'm a psychology class. major. Jacqueline loves psychology. I was a psychology, psychology major. Is, yeah. yeah, it's all psych. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're all just, we like it. We're nerds. <laughs> the darker Philosophy, the better. psychology, yeah. existentialism, it's, it's, all, it's all there. <laughs> I think the thing that's missing from us is we just don't have like the, the, the look. Like we're not walking around like in goth shit. <laughs> I mean, every day is Halloween. (laughs) You can't hide what's inside, though. You can't hide. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, um, this has been part one of, of I'm sure, many parts of a, of a podcast uh, with Coco because you are just now, I mean, this is still kind of hard to believe. This is your, your, these are your first baby steps into becoming, um, if you choose to, a full-time model or at least a part-time model. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we hope that um, the, the fact that we are, you know, at the beginning of that or in the middle of it, like it's gonna, it's a good thing. And you know, we've had nothing but a good time with you so far. You've been very fascinating, and we'd love to have you back. Yes. Um, and uh, we still have more to shoot, and it's gonna be oh, yeah. a blast. Tomorrow's another day. Exactly. You're gonna meet the force of nature known as Eden, who's fucking amazing. I love it. I'm excited to meet. She's it. great. She's like 90 percent abdominal muscles. You yes. know, like what the fuck are those? So compensating for what I don't have. <laughs> you, you look fantastic. <laughs> Jesus fucking oh Christ. Hey, I spent a lot though. of time with your butt today. Like, we tried to open so many doorknobs, you guys. <laughs> I, was, I was editing vid caps and it was about 90% oh butt. Oh, so sorry about it. It's a good thing. <laughs> but, um, but, but, um, but, what? but, what? <laughs> but, but anyway, so, uh, but, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Coco is, uh, well, she can be found uh, at a couple different websites. We have Chris's Corner. You still can find me. It's very hard to find me. <laughs> You'll find her soon. So we have Chris's Corner. But what's the superheroine uh, website? Uh, SHG Media, The Rye Films, and I cannot remember the name of the third. It's just going to kill me. So it's SHG Media, um, The mm-hmm. Rye Films, T-H-E-R-Y-E. Is that it, correct? Rye, R-Y-E. The yeah, so T-H-E-R-Y-E Rye films. Rye Productions, okay. yeah. Um, and, then, yeah. Uh, and then Chris's Corner, which is uh, where you do a lot of the, the necro stuff. You and, know, yeah, and I don't, obviously, I'm too far, I don't work with that company anymore. Oh, it's been a while. But that's some old, that's like the starter. If you want to see her earlier work, that's where mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. Um, and then in the meantime, uh, not to toot our own horns, but like uh, Jacqueline Velvet's VelvetsFantasies.com, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of Coco there. Oh, yes. Um, I've already shot five things with Coco for our SKW SKWPPB.com SuperKidsWorld.com and we're shooting some more tomorrow and if she'll have us uh, we will uh, gladly bring you back I appreciate the education 100% I love it yeah. and uh, now it's time for wine and watching um... more murder <gasps> mysteries what? Oh, <laughs> like 30 years later we're going to be like it's going to sound like murder she wrote like murder she wrote. <laughs> Such a good show. What? what were anyway, we doing? oh, we were just watching Hannibal. That's why we exactly. Doing. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, we love you guys. Uh, thank you so much once again. Um, we can't do this without you. Uh, you guys keep us going, and uh, we love you. So uh, until next time, bye bye. Bye guys. Adios. I'm waving at the mic. I'm an asshole. Love you guys. <laughs> thank you for listening. Love you. We bye. love you guys. Wait, wait, one more very, very close, creepy uh, goodbye from Coco. <laughs> I don't know if I can do just bring this. Bring it in, bring it in. Come I just need like there the... So tonight, we're going to be watching... <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> I love, what does it have to have like the, the crumpling of the paper? She has to have like the crumpling and then like the smacking of the lips. Oh, yeah. It's on YouTube. You guys look it up. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Love you. Bye-bye.